0: Our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Premium lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin-safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. You can get this trimmer inside their Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray both super practical and they smell great too. Plus for a limited time, when you order the perfect package kit, you get two free gifts, the Shed travel bag and the Manscape anti-shaving boxer briefs. The Manscape anti-shaving cooling boxer briefs might be one of my favorites as part of the collection get 20% off plus free shipping with the code theathletic20 at manscaped.com get 20% off and free shipping with the code theathletic20 at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code theathletic20 from the moose to the caboose always use the right tools for the job And welcome into We Went Blues episode 60. We just told you a few days ago that we'd be taking a hiatus from the podcast and jump in if there was breaking news. And there's breaking news today. The Blues have traded goaltender Jake Allen to the Montreal Canadiens. And if you had breaking news and if you had an emergency situation and it was about goaltending, you would call the doctor, Dr. Darren Robert Pang. And that's who we have on with us today to, to break down the trade of Jake Allen to the Montreal Canadiens. Panger, welcome in
1: yeah thanks jr i appreciate that and uh um the furthest thing from a doctor is uh is this little brain inside like my my, uh, my head but I, I do uh i do love goaltending and i do love good people and uh uh it's a, for me it's a it's a sad day uh uh you know seeing the news and knowing that 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 jake was not going to be a st louis blue knowing that i'm not going to see him around the locker room or send him a text or ask him a question about you know another goalie or a system or equipment and so uh You know, this is, uh, I know it's part of business, but I I call this a, a sad day really for me personally.
0: If you're just getting caught up in the news, this was a trade for draft picks. The Blues are going to get a third and a seventh round pick in 2020 from the Canadians. Jake Allen going the other way, as well as a seventh round pick in 2022. And Darren, we all know that the Blues needed to clear some salary cap room. And when you do that, that's what you do. You deal for picks. Maybe some people out there think that you could get more for Jake Allen, but that was not the purpose with this move. Doug Armstrong needed to clear some cap room.
1: Well, yeah, he obviously he does. Um, he's got a situation next year with another goaltender, Vili Huso, on a, on a one way contract as well. And I mean, I, I I mean, I think everybody thought that it would be inevitable and it would be a imminent situation at some point during the summer. Now with COVID nineteen, you know, where we're off a couple of months. I mean, this all, in all likelihood would have happened just prior to the, you know, prior to or maybe at the draft, uh, prior to July one. Um, When all all the teams get set and they they look at the goaltenders they want that are UFAs, which there are a plethora of goaltenders out there, uh, including Jacob Markstrom of the uh, the Vancouver Canucks. So, I mean, I think teams are allotting certain dollars to to those kind of goaltenders and seeing what the price is, and then then they make their moves. But, um, you know, I think this is a great deal for the Montreal Canadiens. I I mean, when you look at it, uh, for Jake Allen, a third and a seventh round pick, I know he's worth much more than that myself as well, but uh, the climate as it is right now, um, you know, doesn't allow up-and-coming teams that are out of the playoffs. They don't want to give up assets. Assets to them are draft picks. They, you know, you you think a second and a third or a second and a fourth uh, uh, doesn't seem like a whole lot now. Uh, it does to a team that's trying to rebuild and is you know telling their owner, "I'm going to the draft. I've got a load of picks. This is how we're going to." Build from the bottom and, and that's where you get stuck kind of on a, on a trade for a guy like Jake Allen so I was a little surprised it was Montreal uh, but at the same time I think Montreal did themselves a, a nice service here by getting a great person and uh, and someone that if he stays there will be a great teammate to, uh, to Carey Price
0: You touch on the timing of the move, and I think this is a smart move and a good time to do it for Doug Armstrong because the goalie market is flooded. There's going to be some UFAs. I believe Jim Rutherford was on uh, the two-man advantage earlier this week, and he said he's had offers for both of his goalies. So if you're Doug Armstrong and that deal with Montreal is on the table, probably shouldn't waste any time because the musical chairs could change, and next week maybe you don't have a deal. NDP, we have Doug Armstrong's answer to that question about the timing of the trade. I asked him this. And here's what he had to say. The timing was difficult. I think uh, uh, there, there was a number of teams that we had reached out to that I thought might have interest in Jake. Uh, part of a manager's job is to try and to read what other teams are trying to accomplish and make those phone calls. And some of the teams that I thought would, uh, that I saw a good fit for Jake didn't didn't uh, didn't view it the same way. I think part of it, their, their perception, that's going to be a flooded goalie market this summer uh, with either teams trying to, uh, create salary cap space or create space for young goaltenders. We were a combination of both, you know, unrestricted free agency. So some of the teams that I talked to uh, liked Jake as a goaltender, but didn't want to give any assets at this time for that. And for us, it, it, one in the hand was better than two in the bush. So it seems smart that Army jumped on this.
1: Yeah. And I, I think people have to understand too that, uh, you know, these managers that are experienced guys like, like Doug Armstrong, I, I mean, they plant seeds all the time. I mean, you know, I, they've talked to teams about Jake Allen, I'm sure, from October, you know, through, you know, the COVID break, through the pause. Uh, it's not like he, he just turns around and says, oh, well, Montreal just gave me a third and a seven, so I'm going to take that one. No, he's he's done his due diligence. Uh, trust me, he's called the teams that he thought um, were in the need or in the marketplace for a goaltender like Jake, who still, to me, he's just hitting the prime of his career. Um, and uh, but, but, you know, m- maybe those teams that he thought... Um, had an angle on a goaltender like Jake. Maybe they're the ones that are going to go out there and spend a little bit money on some of the other UFAs, or, or you know, maybe they are going to wait for Jake Allen to become a UFA himself uh, instead of uh, taking on for one more year. So there's there's just a lot of things that go into it. There's a lot of there's a lot of preparedness. There's a lot of information uh, that that these managers have when they go out there. And you know, when he looked at it and he got two assets for him, a seventh and a and, and, and a, you know a third and a seventh our assets. Sammy Blay was a six-round draft pick. You know, I mean, you, you just don't know what you're going to get, but you want to stock the cupboard as much as possible uh, with picks uh, if you're trying to remove salary from your, uh, from your cap situation.
0: I want to ask you what this says about two of the Blues goaltenders that will uh, be the tandem next year. It appears, first of all, uh, Jordan Bennington. It shows the faith that the Blues have in him after maybe a uh, playoff that wasn't up to par, but Doug Armstrong said today that they have all the faith in the world uh, in him.
1: Yeah, I like the way Doug was talking about that because it's, uh, you, you can't take a, a situation where you're where you're in the bubble and, and evaluate uh, you know a player's future on, on that small sample size. I thought, you know, in the in the exhibition game against Chicago, uh, he was great. In, in the round robin, he was terrific. I don't know what happened from the time the round robin hit to the time that the you know the Vancouver Canucks took the first faceoff, but it was quite clear to me. Uh, that this is a growing pain for for goaltender Jordan Binnington. This is what happens when teams have a good book on you. And it looked to me like the goalie coach and the video coach of Vancouver said, you know what, he gives up a lot of goals on this side of the net, and we're going to try picking it apart. And uh, it's no secret to me that they went stick side a lot. And, you know, so these are areas that the maturity of a goaltender you know, you go back to the drawing board. You work on your your game during the summertime. You make sure that you've got an answer for for anything that another team has on you, and you make sure that uh, that, that that you come back full of confidence and and uh, swagger, which he has. Now, Jr. The other thing is, you know, Billy Huso is still um, it's still undetermined as to what his upside is. I think his upside's really good. I think he would have been the one recalled last January if not for uh, his high ankle sprain. Um, They like Villy. I like Villy. I think he's calm. I think he's not big, but he looks big. He looks poised, and I think his future is good. But, in saying all that, this is the National Hockey League, and if he's going to be in a backup role, that's a different role than what he's been in before. So there's going to be some adjustments for him, and also for Jordan Binnington, based on the fact that he had a security blanket there. He he had a guy that the, the, the players adored, Jake Allen. So when he got in the net, they went to bat for him. They would, they would do whatever it would take to make sure that he had success. He was also a good person at Jordan Binnington. I'm not saying that Villy that isn't, but I think this is going to be more of a competition. Two young, hungry goaltenders that want that number one spot. You never know how that ends up.
0: Any guess at what Houston is capable game-wise? How could they divide up those games?
1: It it all depends. I mean, if is he a goaltender that can come in after sitting... On the bench for two weeks. I don't know. I, I haven't seen him in that role. Um, you know, my best guess would be you're going to get him. You're going to get 25 games out of him or 25 appearances out of him. I think that's a pretty healthy number. Um, he'll end up getting some back-to-backs. Usually teams get eight to 11 back-to-backs, and I don't know what's going to happen with the new uh, resumption of the of the regular season, JR. But I, you know, I'd have to think you have to count on your backup goaltender to get you 22 for me, 22 to 30 points. That's and that gets you up in that. You know, you're in the 95 to 100-point season if your starter gets you the 68. You know, so, I mean, those are I know they're, they're numbers, but they're they're facts. And and so you can't just have a guy that's there. If he's not successful in that role, then you might have a bit of an issue going forward, and you, you might need some help.
0: As we said, the move frees up some cap space. According to capfriendly.com, uh, Panger, uh, 6.39 million the Blues now have available to them. Of course, you know what question's coming next. Is this a sign that the Blues could be moving forward or is to use Doug Armstrong's words finding some common ground with Alex Petrangelo and his negotiations The sources that I talked to today said that uh, they aren't close on a deal uh, but certainly Doug needs to free up some room if he wants to bring him back and this will help where do you think that's headed
1: Well I think he has to he's given it his best shot I mean he's he's putting all the you know all the facts the information the the the, the dollar in and dollar out equations, especially with the cap not going up like we all expected it to. So, you know, I mean one thing about Doug Armstrong is he's he's never a lack of, of preparedness. He's you know, he's gonna have to make a couple of other moves because that's clearly not enough money, but you still have the off season to work on it. You can be over the cap and still work on it and, and then make some moves after that. Um you can be sure that while this is going on, now teams are calling you know, they're calling Army and saying well, it looks like you need to free up some space. Is, is this player available? Is this player available? <laughs> and, you know, these there's going to be some GMs that are going to try to pickpocket him. And that's just the facts. But I think he's got to give himself every opportunity um, to, to 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 make the offer that works for the St. Louis Blues and checks all the boxes. And whether that works for, for Alex McTrandall or not, um, that's to be seen. But Army has to put himself in the best possible spot. Uh, going forward to know that he's, he's, he's got some cap room. So this was probably phase one of, of what could be seven phases in order to make and, and do a deal with Alex Petrangelo. Um, it's, it's, it, this is going to be tough. He's represented by a tough, uh, strong group in Newport Management, and there's not a whole lot of back and forth with these guys. There's a lot of agents that make the phone call. They want a deal done. Their client likes it there. Like Braden Shen is a good example. And they make and they make a deal, and the deal just happens. And bang, there's Doug Armstrong again, stealth-like, and he makes a deal. This one's tough. It's because it's a marquee captain that's an unrestricted free agent, led by the superpowers that Newport management is. So no one said this was going to be easy, and it's uh, and it's proven to be exactly that.
0: No, they didn't. You're right about that, Panger. And if you were on the call, you would have heard uh, Doug Armstrong's one-liner, a good one. Yep. He was asked if he knew the math for uh, to get Alex Petrangelo in the fold, and he said, "Yes, I do. 81.5 million dollars divided by 23. Obviously, that's the salary cap divided by the number of players on the roster. Who writes his uh, one-liners? Is that him? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Does yeah he have a he, Writer.
1: He probably he, he calls he calls some of his old guys like Bob Ganey and says, "What's a good line for this one?" Um, <laughs> So I, I quickly did the math, and I believe it's only, what, $2.35 million? Yeah, 3. That right?
0: 5 or so, yeah. 3 I think 5 it's cost dollars. more than that. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, but I again, you haven't heard a whole lot from Newport Management. You know, there, there hasn't been a whole lot of conversation coming out of there. There hasn't been a whole lot of conversation coming out of Alex, and there hasn't been anything coming out of Doug Armstrong. I mean, this is the ultimate negotiation, and uh, – um, I, 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 like, I like seeing the way these things go through Now I, obviously I'm, I'm hopeful that, that Petro stays as a St. Louis blue. I think it's just a great setup for him. And it's a great setup for us and, and his legacy legacy would be solidified if he does stay. Uh, but, uh, I'm not one that's going to say there's a guarantee, uh, deal being made here.
0: When we come back on episode 60 of We Went Blues with Darren Pang, we're going to ask the Blues color analyst for Fox Sports Midwest about Jake Allen, his time here in St. Louis. We touched on Jake Allen before we get out of here. Let's just uh, speak to his career here in St. Louis a little bit more. I know there were some ups and downs. I know that you did the roller coaster with the fans. But I think, as I said to Jake Allen just a few minutes ago on the press conference call with him, is that I think fans really came to appreciate him the past couple years. He was so professional. Your thoughts on Jake Allen as he heads to Montreal?
1: Well, I think, and I don't believe that he necessarily wanted it this way, but last year when we were getting more and more information about you know, presentations on the other team's goaltender, uh, Jake going on the, you know, on the ice and videotaping with Dave Alexander, some of the tendencies of the goaltenders that they played against. Um, and and then, then it worked. Then what they did against those goaltenders was successful. There was such a trust and such a love there. But I think the more we talked about that, um, I, I do believe that his stature grew. Um, I think everybody knew he was a phenomenal person. Um, and he worked hard, and you hardly said you—you never heard Jake Allen throw somebody else under the bus. Never. He always took responsibility, and—and and that's the toughest job about being a goaltender, I think, because there's sometimes where you just want to look around and say, "Well, I was actually screened on this player. <laughs> you know, maybe we got to defend a little bit better." But he doesn't do that, and so I'm—I'm really—I'm glad that he leaves St. Louis as a as a person and as a player that was revered by. Um, some pretty critical fans when it comes to goaltending in St. Louis. Maybe one of the tougher markets out there. And uh, yet he won them over by both his play on the ice and by that. And uh, there's another time, though, too. Like, I think, you know, when Marty Brodeur was asked to go from the assistant GM's suite to the on-ice JR, it didn't take him very long to figure out what Jake had to do to be successful. And if you remember, when, when that happened, Jake completely turned around you know, his game. And he was the best player in the series by far against the Minnesota Wild, as we well know by now. So, I mean, he had some great moments as a goaltender with the St. Louis Blues, some really great moments. And I'm, I'm really proud and I'm happy for him and I'm going to miss him.
0: And Panger, a, a lot of guys spend uh, many years in one city. Jake Allen isn't the first to do that. He was drafted in 2008. Uh, so he's here 12 years and uh, he leaves with the Stanley Cup. I asked him about that. He's going to be forever bonded with this group. And that's got to be a, a great feeling to leave town with.
1: Oh, there, there's no question. He's going to be greatly missed as a, as a friend, as a family guy, as a, you know, even in, you know, the public relations and media relations, uh, community relations of the St. Louis Blues. I mean, how many times would, you know, did you see Jake Allen at children's hospitals and, and just doing things for, for people that need it uh, more than the time that he's given? So, I mean... Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a Stanley Cup ring. I mean, how good is that? Um, so many great goalies have gone through St. Louis's chain. So many great goalies had incredible opportunities to win. Um, and although he wasn't the main number one guy, um, his play during the regular season, um, especially on the road when he won some tough games before Binnington came on board in early January, He still won a lot of valuable games to get the Blues into that position, and uh, he's as as big a part of that Stanley Cup championship win as any other player in that locker room.
0: That's why he's the Dr. Blues fans, Dr. Robert Pang. He helps us out in an emergency here. We appreciate the thoughts, and uh, thanks for coming in off the lake or the course or or wherever it was today, Panger.
1: (laughs) My pleasure, JR. Take care. Have a great day.
0: Thanks to Darren Pang for joining us on episode 60 of We Went Blues. There are other pods at The Athletic, as I tell you all the time. In addition to Wednesday with Pierre Lebrun, Scott Burnside has a daily playoff edition of Two Man Advantage, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, released at 10 a.m. Eastern throughout the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. Scott keeps you up to speed with all the NHL action, plus some of The Athletic's best hockey writers stop by to help break down the games and look ahead only at The Athletic. And Jim Rutherford, the general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins, is Scott Burnside and Pierre Lebrun's guest Wednesday on the two-man advantage at The Athletic. Check out our comments section for each podcast at The Athletic app. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. We went blues on Apple and click on www.theathletic.com forward slash. We went blues to get 40% off your subscription. So there you have it. The news is Jake Allen to the Montreal Canadians for a couple draft picks. It frees up $4.35 million on the salary cap. As Darren Pang, our guest said, Look for more to come, particularly with the negotiations with Alex Petrangelo. Busy offseason for Blues fans. We'll have it for you here on We Went Blues, the podcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon.